0: Right outside Seattle,
1: say the name of your town
0: Wenatchee. Wenatchee, yeah,
1: okay. Okay, That sounds
2: like a Native American,
0: and and it is too.
2: we read ready,
0: yeah. You know, they
2: started on the east coast, they pushed them all the way,
3: pull them, push them all (laughs) the way to Wenatchee. (laughs) That's
0: right, bro.
4: Open your ears and listen. Direction for your ambitious new narrative. This the community coalition. Jumel, Corey, and Dory here for the intervention. We've been letting this slide for too long. you on not no more slipping. Unity in our communities. That's how we rise up. The power- knowledge as Let's wise up. up. No more fighting as
1: individuals; we municipal. Yeah. No this this is a podcast, podcast to listen to. Listen to. to. You got a we we gotta got vision. Let's make it visible.
4: Say we gotta fight for our rights. What well, well, does
1: yeah. yeah. Real talk. 360. Yeah. yeah. That's what's up, bro. It's Real
3: talk. Oh, Every yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: time oh, oh, I hear oh. it, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Oh, yeah,
3: two, three,
1: yeah.
0: 60. I'm on it. What you
1: I'm on that real talk. Hey, yeah. that's what's up. That's a little bit energy. I, yeah. I, I i just need some more energy. <laughs> a little really more know, I'm saying energy. You need some more energy? Yeah. Uh, it's that know. type of day, though. So, yeah, what, you, what you tell the DJ to do? Tell the DJ to run the DJ back. Bring bring that back.
4: Run that back, DJ. Run that back, DJ. Open your ears and listen. Direction
1: for you. Uh, Nunana. the Community, community. Coalition. Jumel's Horry
4: and Dory here for the intervention. Let this slide for too long. Yeah. Yeah. not. No more slipping. Ooh.
1: Unity. So if, if you don't say nothing, your face will never be shown. Oh, don't worry. I got plenty to say in a minute. Don't worry. worry.
5: <laughs> sometimes yeah. I, like, sometime I like to play the back <laughs> sometimes. I got
4: podcast <laughs> to listen to. You got a bit. And we got, got a bit. Let's make it visible. Say we got bite, right, hey. We'll right, no talk, talk 3 six. I
3: love it. I love it. I love
4: so it. I love
5: it. So fly. Fly. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> hey. Real talk 360 Real talk. Hey. Just a little bit of real talk. Yeah. I oh, don't know, man. I like
1: mine better. I <laughs> like thought I was in the club <laughs> just now. Oh
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like
2: mine
1: better. Really bad selector. Bam <laughs> bam bam. Murder she <laughs> wrote. Murder she wrote. Oh man. Come here. Uh oh. Guest appearances. Guest appearances. is
2: princesses always welcome. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The queen
1: of the empire. Oh yeah. Oh, Shucks now. Come Special
2: in. guest appearances all around today. Come here. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Say hey. Hello. No, uh, hold it. Hello, hello. Tell, tell them
0: people are
1: <laughs> So tell them what your name is.
6: Morgan. Morgan what?
0: Doing? Morgan? Nice to meet
1: you. Morgan lied in the building.
0: You say, say hey, Mr. Clayton. Hey. Mr. Clayton, hey, Morgan, nice to meet you.
1: Nice <laughs> to meet you, too. Nice to meet too. Know, you, too. No, you got to look up and say, don't be scared. <laughs> so tell them bye. You got to go. Hey <laughs> Morgan, go back with Jamal.
2: Yeah, that's my why, right?
1: <laughs> all day. Hey, all hey.
2: day, all day, all day.
1: Hey. Yeah, girl, dad, play. What's up, bro? I gotta deal one more time. Shoot. Oh my. God. And then we're about to get to it. <laughs> I know this is a different way to start off. Our oh, man, them boys, we don't do nothing right. right we gotta you, find you, some energy, huh? Yeah. We gotta
3: find some energy.
1: We in the club real quick. Hey Clay, we ain't gotta find it. You here, baby. You here, you man. Hey, Drew, what, what up?
3: Here for the
4: yep. you been it slide for Too long. You're not, uh. Slip, in our community, that's yeah. how we, we rise up. Yeah. Knowledge is wealth. Let's that's what rise this up. up. No more fighting mm-hmm. as individuals. We miss hey. change the forecast Just the, the podcast. podcast. <laughs> to listen You got a vision, we got a vision. Let's vision. make it visible. Say so we gotta
0: fight for our rights. Well then enlist me. Oh no what? Real,
1: Real talk 360.
5: Real talk. Real talk. Real talk, bro.
3: Okay. Real talk. Real talk. Got to get that track. Got it. Oh man. Yeah,
1: you do so much of that. You can work out to that one. Yeah. Yeah. We're about to start this off. Oh, yeah. You know what it is? Real talk 360. Real talk. Today we got a special guest, Wilson alumni. Mm. Mm. A lot of people say two times. Mm. But if you did your research, you know he is a three-time Super Bowl champion. One. Two. The wow. alumni of the best alumni high school in the world, oh, the no, Wilson no. Tigers. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh my goodness. Oh, my the man goodness. that Jerry Jones said that he's never seen a talent like that okay. before. <sighs> Darren Woodson said in athletics, he you're in his top four. Wow. Mm-hmm.
2: Hall of Fame ballot. Darren Wilson said that. D would. How you doing
1: today, Clayton?
0: How was your week, man? How did
1: your week start? How was your week? How was your week this week?
0: My week was great. Every day is great. When I, I, I wake up, just feeling good, man, about myself. So my, my week, it went fast this week, man. Friday came and, you know, now it's Saturday, but it, it went great, bro.
1: Because you know we was coming. I knew right? it. You I knew couldn't it last night oh man oh man oh man, man, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. We, we's about to take you back to Florence. oh man oh, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you, oh man we go around the cold andrew you back today yeah i'm back good to see you man yeah. in- How yo, we go, back, man?
5: back in the building man let me you know pop, uh. pop my collar today yo. yeah my week went good man just just you know happy to be alive Happy to still, you know, be in the school system, helping these kids out. You know, doing what I'm doing. Right. Um, big shout outs to the, um, you know, the West Florence Knights. I I coach over there too. You know, we won in the playoffs last night.
6: Big big win. All right.
5: Um, my middle school, the middle school season ended. We went three and four. Um, you know, I'm just just happy to be alive, man. Happy my kids, you know, doing good things. Right. And that's what it is, man. Oh, Gray Holmes, man! Homes, man. This is it's nice to meet you. You know, what I'm saying I heard a lot about you. You <laughs> know, and, um, I got a lot a of lot que- I got a lot of questions to ask you in a minute, but <laughs> What's
1: up? Yeah. I got something I need to ask. Hey, mm-hmm. I was on social media last night. Hmm. Oh, Lord. and I seen my niece. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that was her. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I did not know that
1: was Maya. Yeah, man. Man, she, I was about to say, Hey man, go, she you gotta g- give her a beating right now. <laughs> <laughs> she growing <laughs> up, man. I saw that other yeah.
3: baby.
5: She growing yeah. up. She she lost about seventeen pounds. Yeah. She worked she working out. She wanted, to you know, she
1: Chili and playing Sports, basketball, yeah, playing yeah. volleyball.
5: That'll do it. That'll do it. You know she, you know she, she,
1: she gone ho. So you know I'm just supporting. That's good, her.
5: I'm man. Supporting.
1: Her. I, I always, I guess I always get other people's kids. I remember from right. If yeah. I don't see them every day, I remember from right yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. remember she was born. Mm-hmm. Her birthday in January, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. We got the mind, right?
5: Yeah. She turned fourteen. Yeah. She
1: turned fourteen. And then after yeah, to right. see her the other day, I said, God, man, what? How do folks say where the time go? Yeah, man. <laughs> That's how it is. Yes, yeah, time moves. Corey, man. oh man, Corey had the he had the chance last week to finally get up, oh. tell people about that team, nineteen ninety six, and he was admitted <laughs> about Yo. it. Yeah, he, had volley, he had finally he had the quarterback that was on the team, Yo. Orlando Hudson. his oh, he the studio. he held it to boy, him. I oh. said, hey, <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, uh, hey Clayton, I'm glad you ain't went to high school with Corey because Corey was gonna <laughs> hold it on you. Boy. <laughs>
6: man
3: when you in that
2: competitive spirit man oh, that's the man. last time with Yo. that, you can tell stories to people and then they yeah. be like yeah whatever whatever yeah, yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. like nah for real for real yeah like yeah whatever so when you finally get a chance to have it validated oh, confirmed man. <laughs> by none <Man>. other than <laughs> yeah. oh man you have to do that so yeah, oh, that, yeah. that got everything off to sure. a great start man, man. I, was- I
3: thought I thought he was going to sack Orlando man oh man <laughs> I was like he was waiting
1: on Orlando answer, Do not Get him up high.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it
2: wasn't gonna be doing that, but I, you know, uh, I just had to let him know and rip yeah. at the same time. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Man, you Take yeah, that gridiron thing serious. I wish, oh, I yeah. wish, I
5: wish I'd have been there for that one. Oh, oh, for now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Matter yeah. of fact, his son plays quarterback yeah. for West. Yeah, exactly. yeah. okay, yeah. okay. Man, yeah. 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 So yeah. I
2: was your week, man, with the oh, kids okay. at that gridiron. That's, mean, that's the favorite part of it, man. They make everything, everything, everything. You know, being that that girl, dad, and being hubby. You know that's the the best part of every day. So, man, I sometimes get a you know a lot more time to do that. You right. know, you be working all the time and doing yeah. stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it's just different. You know, but you know, one day at a time is is we blessed and and yeah. I'm happy, man. It's, it's a wonderful okay. thing. Looking forward to to talking to the the legend, Dallas Cowboys. You know, yeah. uh, my uncle Wayne would be so hype right now. You know, because <laughs> that was when he was really unbearable. You know, at yeah. that time so. Glad you could be here to join us, man. Oh, but, yeah. but fellas, good to see y'all. Good to see, good to see, see you too, bro. You know what I'm saying? Hey to my you.
3: left. Oh, man, it's me, Dory McAllister, always representing Timmonsville, Timmonsville High School, class of 1998. We good. <laughs> we good. Hey, listen. November. Hey, Mr. Holmes. Yeah. I know you by default, right? So we're going to get into that. Oh. Um, I know you through your brother, your late brother, Kenneth Windham. Um, yes, Yep. So, um... Man, we got a lot to talk about. Hey, listen, I have no notes, so everything with me and you going to happen organically, because when I tell you I know you, I know you. And hey, we're going to go through your Facebook stuff, and, and when you post your stuff, me and you were talking on Facebook, it's going to happen organically, man. Oh, that's yeah. Love it, love it. Um, November is a huge month for me man My wife and I celebrating 20 years of marriage Do um, 20, 20, 20 years man I probably knew each other longer than that Yeah too. man listen yeah. Hey, On the 10th we'll be 20 years in My son will be 21 on the 13th My daughter will be 16 on the 24th my alphaversary is on the 13th All so right. November is crazy for me. Yeah, that's for sure. But that's I pinned too. this in Mr. Holmes. I pinned mm-hmm. this in when they told me it was going to be in the building. Excited about yeah. this that's man. Sure. Excited. So, sure. You already about 3 grand. Excited. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, that you already
1: about yeah. 3 grand. <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that's why I can't do that cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> right. You that. know what I mean?
3: November's crazy. Man, yeah.
1: man. Yeah. Hey, listen to this, man. All right. As I struggle up this long hill, life's so strange. It's filled with pressure and pains that make you veer away from your game. Mm-hmm. Now you lost your aim. And it's all a part of the game. To see if you can rise and maintain, mm-hmm. there's so many things to blame. Yes, there's a blame. Who saw that? You don't remember that? Mm-mm. You can hear me, Clay.
0: I hear you, bro. I, hey, I, I wrote that and you gave me chills hearing
1: somebody
0: oh.
1: else say it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, That's <laughs> his song? Yeah. yeah, that's his, man. Oh, snap! Lord, where my life go? Mm.
0: Mm. Damn. Oof.
1: Oof. How long ago did you write that?
0: Bruh, I, I went back home in 2004 and everybody in my family is musically inclined. Both of my brothers started Speak playing the back. piano just from listening mm. and, uh, so I wanted to learn music. So I I got a, the my my youngest brother gave me a keyboard. Uh-huh. I, music helped me get through depression. It it's helped me get it. through a lot of it because and then I listened to some of the stuff I wrote and it bring tears to my eyes listening uh-huh. to the songs and the beats I made, things I thought I couldn't do. So I wrote that in 2005, 2006. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Uh, that's good. That's sure. And you was raised like I told you. I rode by your old stomping ground, 1080 West Harmony Street.
0: That's it. That's it. That, that, that little blue trailer. We were right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <huh?
2: laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He said,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That brought back a lot of uh I I I'm so happy I'm at peace now with, with things that have happened in my life. Because I have, I've, I've looked back and I understand it all. Now, if you probably would have brought up West Harmony Street 50, 20 years ago, that probably would have shocked me. But I've, I've, I've gone through my past and everything is just, it's just beautiful. There's just a beautiful understanding. But yeah, a lot started right there on Harmony Street.
3: And Mr. Clayton, one of the things, uh, I don't mean to cut in, but one of the things that I I, I appreciate about you and I'm sure we'll talk a lot about this. Is the fact that you've been to the highest of heights mm-hmm. and you've been to the lowest of lows, mm-hmm. and everything is open book. Like everything is, you will talk about it all. Like like it's just it's it's open for everybody. What yeah. what makes it that way?
0: Um, there's this thing that you know when you're young, or you hear people say, "Hey, you need to let that go. You need to you need to let that go." I used to always say to myself. And I couldn't say it to the adult. That's the one thing about um, growing up where I grew up too. We we didn't have a voice. We were like, okay, you you do what I say or do it just because I said it. And there's a lot of thoughts that you have, but that you can't say. So, I've 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 I'm at this point now to where I'm past that. And and man, the information just rushes in. The questions just rush in now. So I'm not afraid anymore to. Uh, question anything because it's brought me peace. It's brought me understanding of, of who I am. So that's why I am an open book. So y'all be careful about what y'all ask me because I, I know that I am love, peace, and understanding. I know that. I, mm. I honestly know that that's who I am. And I can't go wrong being that. I, I cannot go wrong if I stay in character. And that's, that's who I feel that I am. So that's why I'm an open book because it brought me this piece. It brought me to this point of understanding. There's nothing in my past I'm afraid that I'm afraid to face. Or, you know, we go through traumas and we can't remember the traumas. That's, it's uh, it's our, our mind's mechanism to protect us. But that mechanism is going now. So if something comes up, it might shock me for a second, but I'm like, oh shit, let me go into that a little more because something in that made me shy or made me insecure and when you can pinpoint things that made you shy or insecure oh that's how you can let it go so i've learned i i understand what let go means now so that's why i say i'm an open book i i i look forward to things that come up in my past that i haven't dealt with okay that's beautiful man That's that's
1: beautiful so you was born august 23rd 1969 Yes. Right down the street at McLeod Hospital. Yes. What? To Claudia Holmes. Yes. And your dad name was, um. tell me I forgot your daddy's name. I've been saying it all week. Say it for me Philip Windham. Philip Windham.
0: Philip, they call him Bubba. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Dog catcher.
2: <laughs> oh, really? was a dog catcher? Uh,
0: yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, man. They say your parents met in the 60s. Uh Your parents met. Your dad went to Virginia to help your grandmother move and met your mama. That's it. That's what I seen. That's it. So after then, that's when they got together. Mm -hmm. But then, it's crazy because as we talk about trauma, or we talk about things that happen, (laughs) your mom met your dad, but she had a lot of stuff that was going on with her. Right. Now, I guess her her boyfriend got killed and shot a year before he met your dad? Yeah, her first husband, yep. He got he got killed. You yep. you weren't born yet, right? Nope. Okay. Then her brother died in Vietnam. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So when yeah. she she met your dad, they had like a love-hate relationship. Yes. Yeah. So that's
0: our first relationship.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and you could see in patterns. Yes. <clears throat> Cause it say one day would be in, they would be in love, but the next day she, she would be putting twenty twos in his body.
0: That's it. That's it. Not
1: that he, sh- she shot him one time. <laughs> she shot him twice. <laughs> That's it. <laughs>
0: Mama didn't play. Pop didn't play either. <laughs> oh
1: man. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then she said, "Um, I pulled my gun because I'm. Mean, one time he said that um a man touched a hand in the club.
0: Yeah.
1: He pulled her over the bar." Pulled her outside. He went to back up the car or something, and she shot him. Yep. And
0: then
1: yeah. she said, "Good shot, too."
0: <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Well, all that I- to say, because all I read, man, this all the stuff that I read about you is that trauma was always in front of you.
0: Yes.
1: The wrong path was always in front of you. Yes. So it took a lot out of you to jump over them wrong paths because every when you walked out your house, you saw was whether. whether it was whether with you and Bam going to the store and he telling you to steal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you steal and now you sh- now that's how you felt love from Bam mm-hmm. because you brother. stole or the fact that you came home and tried to do your homework and ask your mother to help you and she asked you, you can't do it, why you stupid? Mm-hmm. So everywhere you went and then you had your dad over there, you had your dad wherever, when did you, because I saw that um they they never married so Right. I saw him, the typical black dad, with not knowing, thinking that when we came around, when I came back around and I bought you some sneakers or something like that, or if I took you out, they said, to a, a baseball game or something, that I was showing love. Right. But not knowing what's going on inside of you. Right. Mm-hmm. So tell me the, about you and Bam and, and the stealing
0: part. So, um, and uh, the, the first thing I want to say, though, I, I, and I love what you're talking about and the things that you're bringing up so people may hear me say something and uh, people in my family, like may get their feelings hurt. But I want everybody to understand that the things that I talk about it is for the children, I am the voice for the children that are afraid to speak to their parents are or, or afraid to say something to their parents so. When we go into this, I want everybody to be prepared because feelings are going to get hurt because I'm going to talk about things that all of us have done. But there's no need to um, feel too much shame about it. Just feel what that is and know what my purpose is so we can just let that go. So you asked me about BAM. Uh, BAM, I I tell people my first first real experience of someone showing me love was in a baseball game but that was incorrect. It was Bam. Bam yeah. was the first one that ever patted me on my back with congratulations, but yeah. it was for the wrong thing. And whenever you get um, some enjoyment from something, you're going to want to do more of it. So Bam, yeah. you know, took me to the. He finally took me to a, to the store once with him, your older brother, I'm right? Him, but he wanted me to steal something, and I and I sold what he wanted me to steal. And we're walking out of the store. And Bam, like, hey, did you get you get everything I told you to get? And I started pulling stuff out of my pocket. And that was the first time Bam put his arm around me. And congratulations. It's like, oh, man, you did it, man. You did it. You did it, man. So we're walking down the street. I'm eating chocolate. I'm happy. This is the first time anybody ever, like, really praised me. So that, as I look back at that moment, I see where I got on the path of stealing. And it wasn't just for fun either. And again, this ain't no knock. Yeah, we were hungry, man. We were hungry, uh, bro. Right, right. Okay. Wow. It's hard to tell a person not to go steal or not to do anything bad when you. I take that back. Not hungry. I'm talking about starving. Starving. Bro. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's hard to pay attention to rules when you're not eating. So yeah, that that's 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 the, the first understanding of my life of wow. of me getting off the path.
1: Okay, man. Now, you stay with your mom for a while, right? Then you right. live with your dad, but and by bam, now I'm about to get I'm about to go somewhere and this is something I read it said the boy was raised solely by Claudia, who recalls his mothers as mocking him as stupid, worthless. and when they asked for help with his homework, she called you dumb. He watched in fear as she beat his older brother's Bam and Curtis with bats and brooms. But the worst thing she ever hit you with was extension cord. Mm -hmm. I'm getting the Bam. yet. Nothing. Absolutely wounded you deeply until bam snuck in your bedroom one night. And molested you. Mm -hmm. Now, when I heard that, I was thinking about, you know, big brother, little brother. But then it goes back to all the trauma that was going on in the house. And I'm like, and then you, I remember you said Bam ended up, up dying, ended up dying like 10 years later. And when you was at the funeral, you despised them, but you loved them. Mm. Yeah. i mm-hmm. despised somebody, but I still had had to have love for him. But explain that to him.
0: Okay. And, and um, that's when I signed with the Miami Dolphins too. I just um, got into treatment and they brought up my past. So mm-hmm. I, I remember sitting down in front of the therapist, and the first thing he asked me, he said, So, Clayton, have you ever been physically, mentally, or sexually abused? I said, Yeah. He sat back and he said, Well, tell me about it. And then I was like, Oh shit. It was like bam, bam. All this. He's like, He opened up a box, man. I was like, Oh my God. So, Going back to the situation with Bam, he didn't sneak in the room. We were all in one room. We had, it was four of us whenever Bam wasn't in jail and um, we had bunk beds. And so um, I remember Bam trying to get me to perform oral sex on him. That that was the first thing he, he was trying to do because he did it on me first and then I remember crying and crying and then he just, and then he just all of a sudden stopped at that, that first time. So, and the thing that, that put me at peace with Bam is I had a conversation with my mom. And again, I'm going to say something and this is going to hurt a lot of people, but I'm doing this to help stop this. I remember the thing that helps me deal with people that did something wrong to me is to understand that whatever they did to me, Clayton, I guarantee you, they went through it themselves. They mm. went through it. Yep. So the conversation came up with my mom one time. We were talking about Bam, and my mom said, I, we were talking about the abuse, and my mom said, dang, maybe that's why he was in that room yelling when he was in there with his uncles. And I'm like, damn, mama. I didn't say it to her, but I think my mama had Bam in the room with some older dudes that was taking advantage of him. So. Mm-hmm. Me understanding all of this put me at peace with it. But this is when I really like lost my job with football. Man, I I just came off of my suspension. Jimmy Johnson went to Miami, and he he took me with him to Miami. That that's the only regret that I have in my career is that I let down Jimmy Johnson. I wish me and him would have got close. Cause mm. my coaches were like my fathers. Yeah. And when you turn pro, it's like being a rookie all over again, and I wasn't you used to crap. that.
1: And he called you and asked you, was you clean? Huh? He yeah. called you and asked you, was you clean? You said, yeah.
0: And I was. I, I, okay. I was. But I was going through. And then the, the woman that I was with at the time shouldn't have been with two. So so I'm right in the middle of this therapy and discovering who I am. And then, bam, dies. And then I go to the funeral. And then I got these mixed emotions. When I'm in there, I love them. I hate them. And, and then on my way back to Miami is when I relapsed again. Okay. And then I got suspended from football, so mm-hmm. again, it, all of this makes sense to me because I'm a, I am a sensitive, caring person, and the money, helping people out, giving it away, um, understanding the things that I went through in my life. It, it man, it, it I, I'm I I I am so thankful that I made it through that. I really hit the bottom. With this whole thing with uh with with Bam, and that's where it started, going back in my past and cleaning all of that up.
1: Okay. Now I want to take it back now. Because mm-hmm. Just as much as you, you um expressed the things that went on with you, you had the you had to unplug. They put you in, your team is y'all killing it, so you got a chance to go in right now. All right. But they said every time they put you in, you just let the ball go by you. Wasn't swing the bat.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So now you swinging and you hit the ball and you foul tip it. You was happy then, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Tell me that tell me about that. Hey, Steve Brown, I think was my coach then. And you know, um, when we played baseball back then, it wasn't like it is now, and I think this is how it is now, where they make sure everybody play. Well, it wasn't like that. If you couldn't play, you just didn't get put in the game. So he yeah. finally put me – well, not finally. We're beating this team. It's the last inning. He puts me in the game, and I get up there, and I do the exact same thing. I don't i don't swing. I just stand up there. And Steve called a timeout, and this was the first time anybody, again, ever said something to me, and it wasn't in disgust. He 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 called me over to him, and I dropped my head. I'm walking over to him, thinking I'm there. Finna- get cussed out or something, and he just, and I looked up at him, he said, Clayton, he said, swing the bat, man, just swing the bat. (laughs) I I, I said, okay, coach. So I went back to the battle box, okay, I'll swing the bat, swing the bat. And he threw the pitch and I swung it and it was a foul tip and the guys in the dugout right behind me started clapping. And I looked behind me and it was sincere, bro. Again, I didn't grow up with any kind of affection. This ain't no knocking nobody. But that's another thing that I've done too i look i've there's this meditation where you remember like the last time you were happy. I don't care if that was five minutes ago, ten minutes ago, thirty minutes ago, but when you find that moment, you try and find another moment, and the goal of this meditation is to see if you can find the very first moment that you were like happy and so Doing that meditation, it took me back to that. That is the happiest moment of my life, me hitting that baseball and what I went through. I'm a person that believes, and this is is why I've been chasing this feeling, is that I was transformed. I didn't know what enlightenment was then, but I was enlightened, brother. I, I, something happened inside of me and it was beautiful. I, I, that was the day that I became an athlete. I went from dribbling a basketball with two hands to not hitting, a, to, to just zoning in. Huh? Zoning in now because I got that excitement from hitting that baseball. So when I saw those guys clapping for me for the first time, <clears throat> it, everything was just slowed down. It, wow. it was truly like I was like in the matrix. And right. back wow. in the basketball. Oh, yeah. And he and he throws the next pitch, man. It seemed like I just could have reached out and like like caught the ball. And I jumped into it <laughs> wow. and, ding, and this wait, and wait, I, wait. you if you play baseball and you hit one of that. You hit, right, that, and you and you hit, hit it, it just right. right. Yeah. Woo. Hey. Wow. Woo. So bam. I'm running the first base, and I hear people saying, drop the bat, drop the bat. <laughs> I throw the bat down, bruh. I hit first, I hit second, I hit third. So stand up, triple.
4: And the
0: guys in the dugout now are going bananas. steve and mm-hmm. then you know, pat me on my back. And now I'm laughing uncontrollably. I'm laughing. I got my head down. I can't stop laughing. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, you got to stand up because the next play, next pitch coming. <laughs> so I stand up and I, and I look and I can't see nothing. It's completely black. I can't. And then all of a sudden my eyesight started coming back and I see this bright, Orange dirt. I hear the people in the pool at the boys' club.
5: I was just about to ask, you, "Was y'all at the boys and girls chirping? club?"
0: Yeah, yeah I heard birds chirping, and as I look back at that moment, it's like, "Damn, that put me right in the moment." I, I but before that, I was in my head, like, well, "I'm gonna get my ass beat for when I get home, or what am I gonna eat?" I'm all, I, I was always in my head, but hitting that ball put me right in the moment. I was transformed and that's the feeling that I'm that I've been chasing with sports looking uh-huh. for those transformational moments and I've had two amazing transformational moments but <clears throat> excuse me hitting that baseball changed my life
1: okay right. now take me to Wilson because we're about to go now by the way Corey up over there because I knew what he wait <laughs> no take me to Wilson high
2: you playing
0: was, football now? It was a dog. Wilson High.
2: School.
5: Oh, hold on. Hold
1: on we first, got up. first hold before
2: on. before we go
5: to Wilson High, did you did you play rec football also?
0: My the first team I played for was Trans South.
5: Okay. Yeah. Um,
0: oh, what was it? Um, city league. And you, first play first? For, you play for
5: you played for city league? Uh, yeah, first? city league. Okay. All
0: right. Yeah. Okay.
1: All so, right. What year did you get to Wilson?
0: I got to Wilson in 1984. Five. Five.
1: Wow, okay. Oh, 84. 84. I got to Wilson in 1984. So what? tell me, Wilson. Tell? okay. Huh? Tell me what happened there. This one okay. had all stars.
0: So I, I go from City League and I'm at Wilson now. And then we had a B team. I don't know if they still have a B team where you're in the ninth grade, you play on a B team. Um, mm-hmm. Coach McCants told coach about me, coach started paying attention. I think I had like, three, no, i take that back. This was JV. This was my first, I played B team and then I played JV. Okay, yeah, JV and So my first practice on JV, coach pulled me over to varsity. <laughs> so <I'm, laughs> I, coach, coach take me over to varsity, uh, ninth grade, 10th, I can't, I'm, I'm a little confused about exactly ninth or 10th, but coach moved me over to varsity. And so, Here's another oh. magical moment in my life. I was <laughs> yeah. a, a real shy, quiet kind, quiet kind of a guy, unless you get me mad. So uh, I'm playing quarterback, and they pull me over to varsity. We're running the wishbone, and coach wants me to run a quarterback sweep. So I get up under the center, and I'm like, blue 18. Blue and Coach said, time out, Clayton. And I don't know if you guys don't know Coach English, but he was a tough (laughs) guy, man. He said, time out, Clayton. He called me over to him on the sideline. He said, hey, son, you got to say the cadence so everybody can hear you, son. You got to say it. And I'm like, "Okay, Coach. So I'm going back on on the field nervous as hell. (laughs) I ain't never like, ah, I spoke out. So I get up under the center, man, and I said, blue 18. And I could see the damn line, like woo, kind of like God damn. I'm like blue eighteen, blue eighteen, and we ran the play, and shit, everybody was shocked, I guess, because woo, I went around the outside and just took off down the sideline. So, Coach English was another person in my life that saw talent in me that I didn't see. So, I played. Long story short, with the with the high school football. It's the end of my football season, and I had a wonderful season uh, playing high school football.
2: What year football. did you graduate? What year did you come out of um
0: high school? I came out of high school in 1988. And the okay. word of advice, guys, my little youngster's playing ball. If you got a coach that's tough, I'm going to tell you a simple way to keep him off of you. Just mm-hmm. do what he say.
2: The Oh, Lord, say it again. Say it again.
0: Just do what the coach says, man, to the best of your ability. Just do it. And he will, Coach Ainsley never yelled at me. Well, I will take that back. He yelled at me one time, and I ran a touchdown after that. He got on me. It was the last game of the season against Lake City, and we were down, and we shouldn't have been. And Coach was going off and everybody. And he said, Clayton, what the hell are you out there doing? And I was like, oh, it was, it was four years. And he ain't never raised his voice to me, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, I got to get back on Coach Good's side." So we went back out there and kick off. Bam! I ran, I ran kick kickoff back for a touchdown. He looked at me and said, "Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, nah, you stay over here on the sideline." And he All let the other the guy, uh, let the other guys play. But <laughs> this is the moment where Coach, an in- uh, uh, angel, I feel like was placed in my life. I, I feel like there's just there's these angels that were just placed in my life, and coaching was one of them. It's it's my senior year and my high school career is over. Now, guys, I want y'all to understand something. I never thought about going to college. I never thought about playing no professional football, none of that stuff. I I, I wasn't. I didn't think I was going to go to no college. I didn't think I was going to graduate from high school. But Coach English called me into his office and he said to me, he looked at me and he said, son, are you thinking about going to college? And I laughed. I said, coach, I don't even think I'm going to graduate, coach. And he put his hand on my leg and he said, son, he said, you're going to graduate from high school. He said, son, you're going to go to college. He said, hell, son, you can play professional football. Yeah. And nobody has ever said that to me a minute. And I knew that he meant what he said. And he said he was going to help me get into college. And that's exactly what he did. He found North Greenville Junior College and they didn't even have a football program yet. It was our first year. Of our football program, and we went ten and zero.
1: I seen that uh, first year. Y'all sure y'all went ten and zero?
0: Yeah, bro, ten and zero that first year.
1: That first
0: year, yeah. And uh, wow. and you said one of you both said you was from from Timmonsville. There was a brother from Timmonsville was a running back for us, Wesley. Damn, what was Wesley's? I can't remember his name. I hope I think of it before I leave. But we had a brother from Timmonsville in the backfield. Wow. With wow. But here's the other, another magical moment. After Coach English told me that, the next class I had to go to was English class. And I am so excited about what just happened. I seriously pull out my notepad and I started practicing my autograph. <laughs> I started practicing my autograph. Yeah. And the name that I was writing under my autograph was Dallas Cowboys. Clayton Holmes, Dallas Cowboys. Clayton <laughs> Holmes, Dallas Cowboys. Right, that, <laughs> on the page, that's true. Clayton Holmes, Dallas Cowboys. Clayton Holmes, Dallas Cowboys. And I put on on a, on a another page Chicago Bears because that was my second favorite team. Yeah. So, so um four years, I mean um a few months later, Coach Lina said I was gonna graduate from high school. I did, even though I had to go to summer school. Throughout my junior and senior year in high school and every year in college, I had to go to summer school to be eligible. But coach said I would get to college. I would graduate. He said I would get to college. And he said I could play professional football. And on and in April of 1992, Jerry Jump is the day of the draft. And now, again, even when I was playing in college, I wasn't thinking about going pro. But we it's my senior year. And this brother calls me. He said, hey, my name is Tank Black, and I'm an NFL agent. And I think you got a shot of going to the NFL. I was like, huh?
2: You didn't even think you
1: was going?
0: No, I wasn't even thinking about going to no pros. That wasn't even on my mind, bro.
1: He had too much other stuff on his mind.
0: Yeah, that wasn't even on my mind, Uh, bro.
1: Now, check this out. Before we get to the NFL, you held the record for the long jump in South Carolina.
0: It's still there. It's still there. Yes.
1: You still got it. Still got mm-hmm. it. Still got it's it. Still there. Wow.
0: Yeah. Nobody's broke that record yet.
2: How long? You know how long it was. How long? Twenty-four
0: feet, jump? seven and three quarter inches. Long jump. Yes.
3: That's almost out the box. Mm-hmm.
0: Twenty-four feet. Then at University of South Carolina
3: in high
6: school.
0: In high school,
2: nineteen eighty-eight. Man. Yeah. Oh, I knew you was going to play there. Yeah. <laughs> and I read some, what's the what's the fastest you were clocked in the in the forty.
1: Hold on, hold on. He ain't finished yet. Give him smoke because the boy played baseball too. Oh, We're just talking man. about speed and jumping. I just yeah, I just,
0: I just college. To... Yeah, I, I had to choose between base. Well, I didn't, it wasn't a big thing for athletes to play two sports, but I had to choose between going pro in baseball and football. Me and Reggie Sanders tried out for the expos together. My man, my Reggie man, Reggie. Don't yeah. this yeah. out. Too, man. What's
1: your first love? My What's first your love sport? was baseball. Say
0: that again, I'm sorry. Tell us what you
1: told what you about to say about Reggie.
0: Oh, I, I me and Reggie tried out for um the expos and the pirates and Reggie mm-hmm. was Montreal, fast, and man. Explore. I was like I ain't never really had nobody like beat me in a sprint, yeah, but they had us like sprinting together and Reggie is fast, man. So I tried out with the expos and they really liked what they saw. So they invited me to a, a little training camp that they had, but it was the weekend of the shrine bowl. And I was the first one from Wilson to ever be mm-hmm. selected to go to the shrine bowl.
5: Damn, when wow. My that. dad
0: sat me down. He said, Okay, you make your mind up. Which which sport do you want to play? You want to go with football or you want to go with baseball? And I was like, I'm going to go with football.
2: Mm. Man, and not to compare different, you know, stories, but just that we had Orlando last week. and He was saying how um, similar situations, you know, options were available to try both sports. And, and whereas and you were given the, the option to choose yourself, his pops is like, nah, son, you're going to go ahead and put that football down. <laughs> yeah. And, wow. Yeah, I'm just saying that's just, a you know, a fork in the road, yeah. two different athletes, two di- totally different stories. Not that being the reason why, but just, you yeah. know, that's just a trip. How we heard hearing these two different stories.
3: Hey, Clayton. Yes. I played uh baseball with Reggie Sanders at the um with the Florence Trojans. You know about the Florence Trojans?
0: The Florence Trojans, yeah, 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 yeah. Wrestling. Yeah yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, that was a bad dude. Yeah, man.
2: Baseball was his first love. Oh, yeah.
1: So mm-hmm. check, check this out. You sitting at the crib, right? It's April 12th, the day of the draft. How you feel when Jerry John, how you really feel when Jerry John said, Hey, you like to wear a star on your helmet? <laughs>
0: I, I I didn't I, again. I didn't think I was going to get drafted on that first day. I didn't, I really didn't think I was. And you know, my dad and them had a big party. Yeah, they had, they had a big a little party. They started early too, man. So
1: so they were drunk.
0: I, <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, oh, everybody up. So,
5: everybody. So during the during the draft, you was you came back to Florence. You was in Florence
3: that day.
0: Yeah, I was in Florence at home on eleven forty two Holland Street okay day the draft.
3: <laughs>
0: Dang, yeah, wow. would man.
3: That's what's up. Good
0: Okay, go
1: ahead and finish your story.
0: So yeah, my dad, um, they had this big uh, little cookout, and you know, by the time the evening rolled around, everybody was feeling a little tipsy. Like, man, you think you're gonna get drafted? today everybody's coming up to me, and I went up to my dad. I said, "Hey, pop, I'm finna go into your room, and I'm gonna shut the door." I said, "But if the phone rang just don't answer it. Let me answer." So I went in my pops' room. I sat on the bed. And I just, bam, I just kind of lay, I just fell back. And as soon as my head hit the, the, the bed, the phone rung. The I house picked phone, the phone uh, up, said, hello? And the, the guy house phone. goes, can I speak to Clayton Holmes? This is Clayton. I said, this is Clayton Holmes. He said, hi, this is Jerry Jones. How would you like to be a Dallas Cowboy? And I said, I would love to be a Dallas Cowboy. <laughs> and he said, is your agent there? I said, no, he's not. You know, but we can get him on the phone. So I let those two talk, do their thing. Tank called me back. He said, Hey Clayton, I just turned down an offer from the cowboys, but I think we did the right thing. And I was like, all right, Tank. You <laughs> know, remember, I'm just 18-year-old kid, shy, and quiet. I don't, I I'm not used to being like, you know, what happened? You know? I'm just like, oh, okay, yes, sir. All right, Tank. And we I hang the phone up. And I'm like, what the hell just happened just now? I said, <laughs> oh, we playing this game now, contract negotiation. But he called me back 15 minutes later. He said, they must've wanted you really bad Clayton because they wanted to pick me the last pick in the second, in the second round, but the money wasn't right. So they traded the last pick for the second pick in the third round and offered the same money. So tank told me, he said, Hey, he said, congratulations, you're a Dallas Cowboy and brother tears. Just think it just, it just started pouring. It, it was just, there was just this amazing relief. But that was all short-lived. About five hours later, and that's when I knew that this is not going to be fun having this money, Clayton. This this is not going to be fun having this money.
4: Five so it was, hours. It was amazing
0: feeling. But later on that evening, I had I got a knock on the door, and that's when I was just like, that, that that's when I can say. Everything was it it started tilting downhill. I was like, "Oh shit!" Did they know that time? But yeah,
1: did did they know how much money it was? Because it was two years, one point three, right, or two years, one point six.
0: It was it was three years, a one point three million dollar deal. So yeah, they knew. They knew two hundred
1: thousand dollar signing bonus.
0: 220000 hundred twenty thousand dollar signing bonus. Yes.
3: How does that work though? I always want to know how does the signing bonus work. Do you get it that day, the tomorrow, when does you get it?
0: Oh, as soon as you sign that contract, they transfer it over to the account or send you a check. As soon as you sign that contract,
2: and that is that uh, that that signing bonus is that considered part of the salary or is that just?
0: No, I don't know. Again, I'm not quite sure, but no, I think the signing bonus is separate and then the salary.
1: So that is a bonus. That's an actual bonus. So check this out. Before then, you never had a bank account or nothing. Wrote a check or nothing. Never did nothing. Never had a bank
0: account. Ain't wrote no check. And all of a sudden.
1: You got, got 20000 dollars up. Front.
2: So, so with you not having an account or anything, how did did you get a check sent to you, like a paper check, or did you have it? What account was it put in?
0: And see, that's it. And and uh, I take that I didn't have an account until my senior year in college, when Tank, my agent, I got my first my first car was a two forty SX. Ooh, I tank, tank was pretty sure I was going to get drafted. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, after my football career was over, I could deal with the agent if he wanted to. You know. In, in, um, front me some money to get me a car, so I got my uh, I got a car and Tank started an account then. And even though Tank started the account, I still wasn't like writing no checks or anything like that. Right. Okay. But I got the account already started before okay. right. we, I got drafted. Gotcha. gotcha.
1: Okay. So <sighs> what happened when you get to the great <laughs> state of Texas?
2: The way. He didn't say why. He knew it wasn't. Five hours later, he knew why it wasn't. Yeah, go back to that. Yeah, why go back to that? Five hours later. Why
0: wouldn't why wouldn't okay what what
2: led you to say this ain't gonna be fun?
0: So this this is something I have not talked about publicly, but I'm going to be talking about this exclusive a lot. It's just my relationship with like women. My 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 first relationship. I had my I heard my I had my son, Dominique, y'all know him as Dominique Henry. I had my son um in July, right before my senior year in high school, my I had a son in high school. Right. And so when I told my dad that my girlfriend was pregnant, he said to me, You ain't going to no damn college. You gonna go out here and get a job, you're gonna take care of this damn baby because I ain't taking care of no baby. So I've been I've been I've always been working ever since my we found out. My uh, I was having a son or baby. My dad, I, I was working, putting me to work, always taking care of my son. So I go off to college, she goes off to college, we do this breakup makeup thing, we do this breakup makeup thing, and then all of a sudden one day, I never forget this day, I'm up in college in summer school <laughs> by myself, and this is our this was our final breakup. She called me and said, it's nice to go to the mall and get what you want it's nice to go to Red Lobster and eat. She was messing with a dude that was dealing drugs. She was taking care of him. So yeah. we, we, we broke up. And something else that fueled her fire is that after we after she broke up with me, I, I was dating a white girl and I came home with her too. So back to what happened that evening. So men, this girl had broke up. She never had to ask me twice about helping with my son always took care of my son he, he he was i stole the driver's ed car one weekend just to come home to be with him no <laughs> <with> <laughs> so, and, and so uh I'm at, I'm at the hotel with my closest friends three my closest friends don craig man and uh and lisa was there shout out so you know we finna pop some little champagne and there's a knock on the door. Said, that's not for you, buddy. There's, there's a knock on the door. You know, I'm I'm like, damn, who is I ain't I didn't tell nobody I was here. I'm like, I know we ain't too loud. And I opened the door. And it's my ex-girlfriend's mom. She gave me some papers.
1: Oh, man.
0: And I was like, and that's my stomach dropped. I said, do they honestly think I ain't going to take care of my boy? And so... That and, and up until 2002, that woman had still been hounding me about like money. Even though when we we set a we, we set a price, I, I got her a car, I got her out of debt, got her mom out of debt. We we had this price set. About two months later, my agent said, "Clayton, she want more money, man." I was like, "What?" That she like she want more money. So we, we go to court and there's a limit in South Carolina oh, where yeah. um, I think that there's a, there was a max child support deal of $1,500 was all that you could get no matter the amount of money the person was making, which is not I like that in no Texas. More. Oh. So that is when, in the end of my career, I'm seriously, I, I seriously said, you know what? I don't want to play football no more because it, it was so many people that were coming after me, but especially this first one, that one hurt me the most. And then, when I am pain, I still couldn't see my child, and my wife wow. was trying to get me to take her to court and get custody because I would win because she was at home, she, her, her her brothers were selling drugs. I could have got custody. and then I said, "No, I don't want to do that because that was my first time trying to kill myself.
2: That was when, which, when, yeah, that was when,
0: when my parents got custody of me. My dad got custody of me. That was my first time seeing my mom cry. Mm. And I never thought about killing myself. And bam, I went straight there and I was like, damn, no, I don't want to put him through that. So that's what I mean by there was this high moment and then there was this moment to let me know, Clayton, this is not going to be fun, bro. There's going to be a lot of people coming after you for money, family, friends, and you being as generous as you are, you will going to end up giving it to them. And that's what, exactly what I did too. So that's what I mean by bam. It was a highlight, and then boop, I saw where this is gonna go. Damn,
1: that's crazy. Yeah, and
0: make it so bad. The woman went into child services, she went into that field of making sure dads were paying moms money. She had a a hatred, man, that was just terrible. And again, I'm not talking about this to make anybody feel bad. I'm talking about this. So it can be stopped. If there is a woman in this mind state or if there's a man that sees these things about to happen to avoid these things, because it's not going to be good for either party, especially when you have someone that will if you pick the phone up and say, hey, Clayton, I need two thousand dollars to do this. If even when we were broke up, if I had it, I would have gave it to her. So that was the thing that just hurt so much that people thought that I wasn't that I was. What we gonna be there for, him, especially my family. That that's yeah. the thing that hurts.
1: Right. Right. Wow. And let's get back to that because there's a there's a lot to go with that. Mm-hmm. But let's take it back now. You arrive in Dallas at the Cowboy Stadium. How you feel?
0: I feel good until there's like a group of us. Around and I hear people start talking about investments and money and all of this stuff, and I kind of start backing up out of the deal because, again, man, I, I, it's, it's like I woke up and I was in Dallas, man. Again, it was just like, wow, man, this is just this is crazy. I'm 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 actually in Dallas around Darren Woodson and Kevin Smith, and actually, that was the first time that my ego kind of popped up because. I went to North people junior college. Then I went to Carson Newman. So I wasn't really around like the top athletes. And when I got around them and saw that I was, you know, a little faster, a little quicker, it's like, oh, dude, okay, yeah. And I've always compared myself to me in practice or me, how was I last year? I never compared myself to anybody in high school. It was always bettering myself. And then when I got to Dallas, um, I developed, my ego started to like, okay, Okay, I'm, I'm 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 all right. I I deserve to be here. So, yeah.
1: So, uh, what happened? Yeah. When you had the line up in front of Michael Earl
0: uh, in practice, man. That that was exciting, man. Now this, hey, you. That's why we went Super Bowls, bro. I mm-hmm. had to cover like Mike and them in practice, and it wasn't. It was like games, man. It, it wasn't <laughs> no joke, bro. We. I don't care how your day went, what you did that night before, how you was feeling. But whenever we walked out that door, there was a little hill. As soon as you started going down that hill, bro, it was on, man. And right. what nobody taking nothing, no, nothing off. And yeah. so yeah, man, I had to make sure. I had to put Mike to work, man. I had to make sure he was. <laughs> yeah. was the, that was
1: the them boys. Was yeah. the boys? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about your first Super Bowl season? Tell us about that season. How many years were you in the league when that happened?
0: Um. Yeah. My first, when what happened?
2: When y'all won the when the Cowboys won the Super Bowl, your first Super my, Bowl. My
0: my first two years, we went to the Super Bowl. My <laughs> first year with the Cowboys, we went to the Super Bowl.
3: Bro. Oh yeah, my ego would have been yeah. Ooh, was, Rookie year, it, <laughs> we went to the yeah. Super Bowl
0: and, and we right? In Dallas yeah. city where they spoiled the players. Cowboys, yeah, yeah, man, it was it was unbelievable, but. <laughs> That, that, that first year, it was, it was, it was amazing. We, we uh, go to the Super Bowl. Now, don't get me wrong, you know, winning the Super Bowl, the, the excitement is just amazing. It is, it is absolutely amazing. But remember, I'm that kid on third base. So I was expecting some, some another kind of transformation to happen because I also had this realization before the Super Bowl. I remember walking out of the mall and I got these bags in my hand. And that's when it hit me. It's like, damn, Clayton, you, you, you making all this money and you are still the same person. I was like, that, that's, that's not good to have, to have this money and for you to still be the same person that you are. So after we won the Super Bowl, again, I was expecting some kind of transformation, another transformation. So we're riding back on the airplane and I fell asleep first, and then I wake up and I see just about everybody sleep, and then I look up and I said, "Damn!" I said, "Is that it, man?" I said, "Is that all?" I, I, as far as the feeling goes, I was just like, "Damn!" Damn. So that's—I like, "That ain't that. That wasn't it." What the hell are you chasing? Now I'm—I'm I'm not going to get on that subject yet. We may get on it later, but I know what I was chasing. But um, winning the the Super Bowl was exciting. Don't get me wrong; it was amazing what we did, but. I was still hungry for something.
2: What was he hungry for? Me,
0: finding out who I was. That, that's, that's what my hunger really was, is finding out who I really am. And playing and playing football, that helped me understand who I was because out on the football field, it's just amazing when you put into practice and you don't have to think about a play and you're just out there running it. I, it's a, I, I amazed myself. And that's, that was the real me on the football field. Or anytime I was like in the moment in any kind of action sport, right. just being right there in the moment. And that's why I love football, and that's what I've been chasing and just learning to be in the moment throughout my life. Whether I'm on the football field or not, you learn how to be right there, bro.
1: Right there. Right yeah. there in the moment. Okay. So the second year, you went to the Super Bowl and y'all won. How was that feeling after that?
0: I tore my ACL my second oh. year. I was at the Super Bowl in Atlanta, oh. hoping I'd be able to play. But uh, I tore my ACL. So I did I, I missed that uh, I missed that Super Bowl and that's actually when again, remember I told you the deal started going downhill? Mm-hmm. That's when it really tilted over like a roller coaster about to it's gone over the top and it's you know, uh-oh. That's when it really took off is when i I tore my a c l and I had all this time to myself, and me trying to fit in wanting to be cool, started hanging out with people that I normally don't hang out with, so oh, yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> out of free time I had a lot more free time because yes you,
6: because
0: it yes, yes, yes.
1: was uh, you going through a divorce then, or you were just about to go through the divorce?
0: I was just about to go through the divorce.
1: Okay. After that Super Bowl, yeah, did she did she already left and went home?
0: No, they were they were. I was still married at the time. They were all at the Super Bowl. My mom and dad were at the Super Bowl. Did I bring Scooby Long to that Super Bowl? No, I brought him to the first one. Okay. So, um,
2: yeah. Two, years. Yes. Two. So, so when you tore your ACL, that must have happened earlier in the season or during training camp or something for you to be yeah. able. You might have been. Able to play the yes, against oh. the Raiders. Oh, okay. Did you feel like it? Uh, it. You, you lost a step or, or I know the surgeries are different now, you know, compared to when they were doing them back then. But were you were you still after that injury?
0: Were you back to yourself? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you did they did a great job with my uh with my ACL. Yes,
1: so you was running the four two then too, right? In yes. four the
0: two. Four two two. Yeah. That's what
1: I was trying to clock yeah. Clock? Clock four, two? Oh, four, four two. two?
0: Yeah. No, not clock. This was electronic time, four two two. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So, check this out. 4 2. 4 2. That's why he was so fast on Sega. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yo, that's nah, why you can always run the kickoff back yeah. with Clayton yeah. because yeah. he was faster than everybody. Yeah, that 99. Yeah. I think you running yeah. 4 2.
3: you flying at a 4 that's fly, That ain't even running.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Easy. A oh, 4 2. Yeah. Hey, yo, I'm, Dion wasn't there yet. No. Right?
0: No, that was, okay. a, that
2: was the. Uh, it, that would have been probably what your fourth year, third
0: running the four two.
2: No, when you when Deion Sanders came on your team when he when yeah he, that,
0: that was my that was my third year. Hey guys, uh-huh. give me one second. My okay. my dog needs to go outside. Give me one second, okay? Uh, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, come on, buddy.
2: Prime time. He, he never been clocked at a four two. Yeah, he's a like,
1: Four-two-something. Four oh, Four-two, that's fast, four yeah,
5: Four-two,
0: that's fast. All right, guys, sorry about that. That's crazy. Oh, yeah,
1: that's a oh. fine. That's a fine. we We're yeah. going to see you. Oh, that. You <laughs> stepped off the screen, man.
0: Crazy. They brought Dion in my third, my third year. So, so, yeah, so I wasn't I was about to get suspended.
2: How was it being on those on those winning championship? That's what you used to as, as you know. You say you you didn't even think you were going pro. You know yeah. what I mean? For you to not even think you were going to be going pro, and now your first year, your rookie year, and your sophomore season, you go and win two Super Bowls I and, mean, another, you, one after, and I mean, another one after and another one after that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean you don't even know that's coming, but how do you not get used to that? Almost, I mean. So, how was it being a cowboy? I mean, how were uh, the celebrations? The, 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 was it? I mean, I know you say the city spoils you, but but how was the rest of the how was it being Clayton Holmes the two time, three time Super Bowl?
0: It was it was it Texas is a Texas Dallas, Texas, they love their football. And the energy there was just amazing, especially when we were winning. And I think that same energy is kind of picking up again now. But that that energy was amazing and being around people like I don't care what people say about or what they heard about Michael Irvin. I have never in my life seen anybody flip the switch like he flips the switch. You know, if the season's over, you know, Mike's going to chill. Mike's going to do He gonna do his little thing. But, man, when yeah. that season starts, bro, it is, it is all business. It is all work. I can't think of a day of, of practice where it seemed like Mike just wasn't into it. He just <laughs> he get his he he get you going, man. And it's just good to be around that type of energy because yeah, it just yeah. brings the best out of you. It wasn't yeah. just Mike; we had James Washington. Ken Norton was another oh, dude. Yeah, man, he'd get me chills thinking about Ken. Yeah, yeah. Ken so, was a yeah. So when you're around people like that, bro, you can't help but to bring out the best in you too. Yeah, yeah.
2: Jimmy Johnson influenced that culture. That was a win.
0: Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy, bad. see, and, and and that's what, if if me and Jimmy would have connected, man. like all of my coaches connected, whew, they they ain't no telling how things would have went because that was my, uh, my coaches were my dads. And if they needed me to do anything and all of my coaches from high school to college, there'll come a point in the game, man, where they'll look in my eyes and I know that they need me to do something special. And that's just a beautiful feeling. It's like your daddy. It's like if you you know, love your daddy and your daddy's proud of you and you wanna impress your daddy with something and you know what's gonna happen after you do. Shoot, that's that's what it was like for me. Mm-hmm. It, it, and it was just a pat on the back or wow. just, to, just to look at me sometime like, damn, who are you? And I had one coach ask me that, Coach English. Like, mm-hmm. He asked me, who are you son? And that was another standout m- moment in my life looking back at my past mm-hmm. because I've been trying to figure that out just ever since he asked me that question. I've been trying to figure figure that out. So that was my that was my what brought the best out of me. My knowing that my coach needed me.
2: Yeah. So yeah. when when Jimmy left, you were still on the Cowboys when he when he left, right?
0: Yeah, and I was the only one he brought. Jimmy yeah. had a lot of faith in me, and I let him down again. That's the only thing I regret. I let Jimmy yeah. down. Oh no that. It's amazing. Yeah, he he brought me into Miami to be the starter. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, oh, man. I'm but, gonna because, get but
2: life, you know. But life, yeah. time is yeah. everything. Yeah. Sometimes, you yeah. know, and
1: yeah. Ah, man. So you tore your ligament. Nineteen ninety five, mm-hmm. you were suspended. You tested positive for cocaine. Mm-hmm. Then you say, "I never thought of myself as an addict." Mm-hmm. So tell me about that.
0: That's great. Um, my my first. Test that got me into the program was cannabis. Mm-hmm. I, um, uh, the my seat the season was over, my three years was up with the Cowboys, and I went to trial for the Detroit Lions. I read that, and I just, I just started smoking cannabis. I didn't know what a how to roll a joint, I didn't know measurements or anything. I just, I just started smoking cannabis, and so I called my agent and I said to him, I said, Hey, Tank. I was smoking some uh, cannabis, is that gonna be a problem? He said, no, everything's gonna be fine. So I went to Detroit and they gave me a test and they were supposed to test me for steroids, but they tested me for everything. And so when Mm -hmm. uh, the NFL doctor at the time was Dr. Lawrence Brown, when he called me on the phone, he said, hey, Mr. Holmes, uh, I have a test here and it came up positive for cannabis. Can you tell me why it's in your system? I said, yeah, because I was smoking uh, cannabis. And he said, "Uh, well, okay. You want to be in the NFL's drug program, which means you got to take uh, three UAs a week. Um, You got to talk to the team psychiatrist and you have to go to AA and NA meetings. Now, I'm again, I'm just involved with this stuff. So uh, (laughs) when I went to see that therapist after that uh, that first visit with that therapist I told you guys about, man, I wanted to get high. Yeah. I I walked I, <laughs> yeah. I, I walked out of that I walked out of that first meeting and it was like I was in a I was I I I, I was running from who I was. Sports kept my mind at bay from all right. the things that I've been through. And now yeah. I got this person that just brought all this shit up. And I came out and I looked around and I said, What the hell am I doing in Dallas? I wanted to get high, man. Mm. So now they put me into an environment where, uh, again, no disrespect to anybody, but they're a bunch of addicts and users. I learned about cocaine, um, ecstasy. I learned about all that shit and treatment. Started drinking coffee, wow. smoking cigarettes, in treatment. <laughs> <laughs> <What? Wow. laughs> and treatment. Wow. That's crazy. Like, yeah. And then me, I kind of like to, if I'm around a group of people, I kind of like to fit in with the group of people that I'm around. So again, I was thinking about this last week, man. All the times I'm sitting up there saying, "Hi, my name's Clayton Holmes. and I'm an addict. Hi, I'm an alcoholic." Man, I'm so far away from that stuff, and I don't. And again, there are people out there that are seriously addicts, and they've used AA and NA to like help them. But that's that. That's not for everybody. Um, to be forcing people to call themselves an addict when you haven't really looked at their past to understand who mm-hmm. they are. I did thing, I kept doing things to not to make people upset, but there's nothing in my life that I got in trouble for that. I did one time. I always like go back. No matter how much, much pain I went through, I always seemed to try and sabotage my life, my whole life. And so when the thing about the drugs came up, it wasn't no different. I, I, I kept doing the same thing and then knowing that I really didn't want to. In my heart but that was a that was an experience going through all of that and, I, and i'm proud to say that i'm, I'm not a, a alcoholic i'm not an addict and uh but that that was a again a, a wonderful experience but that was that was painful too having people not listening to me not <clears throat> not listening to what to what's really going on with me. like oh you gave another test so you uh, and, and 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 you gave another positive test in like three months four months so you mm-hmm. must be addict. I was like, uh, "Oh, you don't know Clayton. You just don't know uh, me." Man. <laughs>
2: After not having, you know, delved in it for for the majority of uh, uh, much of your career, the timing couldn't have been worse in exactly. life.
0: Exactly. Everything we're sorry, doing, we're big I'm, sorry to, I'm sorry to do this. Just give me two seconds. Oh, okay. That's another fine. <laughs> you say that's another fine. Uh,
3: I think it's crazy though the way. So when you talk about um talking about his life right talking about his life and and people in the counseling they tell you not to talk about it because it re-traumatizes you that's why they don't want rape victims to talk about rape right. like so um, but him he make it so easy he, he, i guess he you know he makes so easy to talk about Yeah, and that's that's inspiring to me Claire.
0: i'm sorry now what was that bro i'm sorry we,
3: we, you know when you go to counseling right like a rape victim we was talking about they tell they don't want to in court if you go to they don't want to talk about it because it re-traumatizes the victim so, but you talk about your life in a way that it, every time it seems like you talk about it it's helping you even more like it is helping you you learn something new every time you talk about it again and again and again it seems like you're finding new things out of old situations is that the case
0: yes bro that, that's it. And, and and I learned that a long time ago. That's helped me get over things. It's, mm-hmm. and, and that's called understanding. And again, this, this whole, uh, uh, this whole, le- this whole letting go thing. That's how I've learned to let go. Okay. Well, I, I have to understand this because if I was to grab your arm and I say, okay, let go of me, it's impossible for you to let go if I'm holding you. So I, you have to figure out a way to get a hold of it. Mm. And that's what, um, me going back through my past and talking about these things helped me like, okay, I'm gonna let that go. So, and the reason why I talk about it is to help. I'm not talking about it, blaming anyone or feeling sorry. It's like, no, you, you have no idea or maybe you do what it feels like to get your ass beat or to do something silly. And like, Clayton, why'd you do that, Clayton? And then I'm like, I don't know. And I really didn't know. I'm sitting in the room beating myself like, damn, Clayton. Why'd you do that, man? Why do you do that? Yeah, uh, why you do that? You man, and I got asked that so much. It's like, okay, I'm finna find out. And okay. It's like, all right, I found out now. I found out why I feel like I behave the way that I behave and this is it.
1: Mm-hmm. But um I also heard you say, um the reason why you can't talk about this talk about stuff like that. I was gonna keep that to the end, is because it's not about your life. It's about the people life that's coming now, like the kids and stuff like that. Don't do this. Don't be the F up, like, as you would say. Don't F up. Don't mess up. So what you do is to show people not how to be like you.
0: I, say, I want children, especially children. I want children to feel about themselves, how I feel about me now. I yeah. want to feel like I feel, and even though I was the baddest, the, 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 the top athlete at Wilson High School and all the colleges, you wouldn't recognize it when you saw me back in the in, in the in the days. Again, I wasn't like a popular kid. I've always had like only a, a few little friends in high school, college, there. So I wasn't like like popular. That just wasn't me. I was just just kept to myself, quiet kind of a guy. And I've and I understand where that came from. And I've come out of that shell. And so I want children, especially children to feel good about themselves, to not hold their head down uh, for a long time in embarrassing moments or when they mess up, to look at everything like a lesson. Right. Like, hey, don't keep your head down there. You, right. There's a lesson and it's coming back around again. So what did you learn from that? And that's just how I look at my life now. Everything's a lesson, Clayton. Don't hold your head down, learn from it. And that's what one of my missions is, is to get kids to, no matter what situation they're in to understand their mom their dad or whatever they're going through and understand it's not anything personal with them that and, 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 and there's something in you that you need to find being uh, calm and assertive that's the thing that I that's why I speak that's why I do what I do I want children to feel the confidence that I feel about myself I want them to feel that as early as possible, as early as possible.
1: Right. So let's, let's take it here. 2004, you step back in Florence. Mm-hmm. And I also said, caption said, I went from a Benz to a bike. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that when you step back. Cause there's a lot of, it was a lot of stuff that went on during that time. Yes. So, so I I'm, I'm, go
0: I'm, ahead that was the last place i wanted to go is, is to go back home to florence south carolina so i was living in topeka kansas because that's where the nfl's um facility was for people that were in the program it was um called Meninger's clinic it was in topeka kansas so i went i went into the clinic there ended up staying in topeka uh, started getting working with juveniles in topeka kansas and uh, avoiding, wanting to avoid home because, you know, I'm not playing football anymore and I know, well, you know what the gossip is, but I'm, I'm in my uh, place one night and all of a sudden, I think this is when 9-11 had happened to and I seen a plane like crashing into the building and bro, I just, I just lost it. I started crying and all of a sudden it got really quiet and I don't hear voices. I just have these profound thoughts. It said it's time to go home clayton it's time to face what you are afraid of and also to see if it's true what you've been telling your therapists and your doctors to see if all of this stuff is true so i go back home in 2004 and the first day home was letting me know you wasn't making nothing up clayton because uh again uh, I, I don't know if uh, one of your brothers mentioned that you know my brother Jab Kenneth, but uh, I do. I he, do. My brother was he was he was also gay too. I do. So th- yeah. th- there was a situation my right before my junior year in high school where I was asleep and my brother was trying to touch me, and I and I woke up. Now nothing nothing ever happened between me and Jab, but I I woke up from that. So the first day back home. I got I to gotta go get me uh, my driver's license, social security card. And it's Jab that's taking me. Jab is Kenneth. And Jab hadn't even got the car. And I've never even talked to Jab about none of this stuff. Jab hadn't even got the car in reverse. And he had started talking to me about that moment. And he apologized to me. And I'm like, damn, bro. That's just so beautiful that you brought that up. Because I have been talking about this stuff and now I'm like, damn, Clayton, did this really happen to you? Like, did this really happen? And I was like, boom, he starts confirmation. We're going to get my social security card. I go into the social security building and who do I see? The old man across the street from my grandmama that used to molest us.
6: So it's just like,
0: it's, it, 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 it was magical at the time and that's why whatever whatever we, we're thanking God is, Whatever what it is to me is it's like, OK, Clayton, you sure have been asking a lot, son, but I can't show all this to you at one time. I got to show it to you in bits and pieces. And that's exactly what has been happening with my life. He's, he's like, OK, if I have shown you this at that time, you wouldn't have been able to handle that. You probably would have killed yourself went deep into drinking and that. Uh-huh. But so everything I feel like was just placed at the right timing for me to deal with it. The, the right timing for me to deal with everything. So me going back home in 2004, my brother doing what he did. And then this is the thing that hurt me, bro. Like there was not one friend that, that could have called me and needed something from me when I was playing football. So I've, I've, I've lost everything that I've had. I don't have any more money. So there were a couple of people that I helped out in Florence. I'm talking about with big time money. I, and, and, and the one that really hurts, I'm not gonna say his name. I go to the brother I said, "Hey, I, I, I really." I'm need to, get that to say, "Sad." say was Right say again. Yeah, I was I mean,
1: supposed to say, Right. Say it. Clay, <laughs> <you> <laughs> go ahead and say <laughs> it, right? go ahead
3: and say it. This is real You ain't trying to hurt nobody. This is this is helping the kids, This is helping the kids.
0: I might say his name. So I'm like, I'm like, yo, man, I really need that that money. And this, he looked at me and he said. Cause he called me and said, Hey, there's a truck that I want to get, but the bank wants to charge me too much interest to get the truck. And he wanted me to send him $5,000 and I ain't hesitate. I went and got a money order. As soon as we hung up the phone, sent him the money. Mm. Four or five years go by, I'm I'm coming up to him. And I'm, and I'm knowing that, you know, he he ain't got no 5,000 to just give to me. So, you know, he set up some little kind of payment thing. the brother looked at me and said. You ain't send me no you ain't give me no five thousand dollars. You ain't you ain't oh. send me that man.
2: <laughs> you I, ain't I
0: like, yes. yo. And then the thing was I, I still had the recarbon copy of that damn receipt.
1: Like, no. oh. Yeah. So, so you gotta receipt. keep everything, got receipts.
0: Yeah. Ugh. So it was just it, it was just that too. All the people that I helped out, everybody was just looking at me sideways. It was the, it, it 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 was tough. I had to go back there and deal and deal with that and i'm and i'm and i'm i'm so happy i did but that was the toughest part of what i call my recovery is going back to south carolina Mm. in 2004
3: but they teach you that they did they did they teach you that in 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 the uh in the program to face that to be able to go back and, and do that
1: they say make amends. You have to go back and make amends, right? But he—he yeah. <laughs> he making them. He did everything for everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the what part did it all started though? Yeah. Now you got to face the demons. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then remember the the, the first girl, the first um, girlfriend I was talking to you about. I got drafted in nineteen ninety three. It's two thousand and four, and she's still after me because this is something that I didn't understand that. After my football career was over and I wasn't making the money I was making, we are supposed to go get our child support adjusted. Well, that shit wasn't on my mind, adjusting no child support. Mm. So I had to pay five, I was paying $5,000 to one, $1,500 to another. um, And four or five years go by, so all of that money like stacked up and I wasn't making the money. But because I didn't go get the child support reduced, $250,000 $250,000 and $300,000 that I owed to somebody that, that I wasn't making the money. So again, long story short, I go home in 2004, this woman finally gets me in front of the judge for like the third time. And all of a sudden I'm in jail. I'm like, damn. My first time ever going like to jails. So I'm like, I'm like, this shit is crazy, man. Right. Like this, this woman has finally, the hate in this woman is so bad that she's still after me. And This was even after the, the ESPN story came out, the Benz from a bike. Right. So I'm expecting people to like, okay, yo, you know what? I really understand this dude now. Let me back up off him a little bit, especially the women that were in my life. But no, so I, and, and then I'm in jail you think anybody came to put anything on their brother books? Uh, <laughs> no mama, no daddy, nobody came to put nothing on my books, nothing. And I'm like, man, this shit is crazy. Cold. And, and again, I didn't do anything to anybody, but everybody was just so disappointed. that I wasn't a cowboy anymore. They, they, they were like really hurting, but that's just my life, man. I've just, and again, I'm not knocking or mad at anybody in my life, but I, that's how I always felt like this, this little outcast. I wasn't really going to be shit, but all of a sudden I became something. And then this is something that we have to understand too, as people, you can subconsciously, especially if it's somebody in your family, not want them to do well when they've succeeded in something and and you can want them to fall. And that's, and, and if the person isn't aware of that, to block the nonsense, they can actually stumble in what they're doing because there's just so much hate from people not really wanting you to be where you are. And that's just something they've taught us as so-called black people, the old crabs in the bucket. You well, know, that's, instead that's of creepy. us being proud for yeah. what somebody's doing, you see people got their lip turned up when somebody says, My man said start a business. And they're yeah. like looking mm-hmm. sideways, it's like, damn, see that and that's something that they've done to us that we need to recognize. Man.
2: You said similar statements like that on some other podcasts, man. Like, yeah. Get a number on us, Paul. Yeah. Got it. Yeah.
5: So let me ask you a question real quick with your son. Um his, you said his name, Dominique Henry, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Did he, also, did he also play football for Wilson? I'm, I think I remember hearing that name.
0: Yeah, he went to Wilson, ended up going to South Carolina State. Okay, yeah, he played receiver.
5: Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Do y'all still have good contact with each other, good relationship?
0: Yes. Our, the okay. relationship with all of my kids right now is, is not great, but me and Dominique have the strongest bond right now. Okay. Me and, me huh. and Dominique. We 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 here. Okay, alright. Man, Cleveland. So um,
1: you was like you, you back at home right? Mm-hmm. They say you ride the bike. You living in your mother's front yard, but really it's not your mother's front yard; it's your front yard, right?
0: <laughs> exactly. So, oh, yeah, exactly.
1: So she says. You bought the house in your name let you live. She lived in your house. Then she said he only bought me a $3,000 car.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Man, then I know that, that, that killed. Yeah. And so that, 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 the, me living in that abandoned house in front of my mom's house, that was another house after she, we, she got out of the house that I brought, brought her. So. It was like a little double wide trailer, but there was another house in the front that they were going to like fix up. And that's the one that I was uh that's the one that I was staying in. Yeah.
1: Wow. Cause it said the electricity was from Claudia's house.
0: Yeah, I had a and cord core and a lamp.
1: That, that old orange station cord.
0: <laughs> yeah. And a lamp. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I had that. I had that um uh deal plugged up, had a little kerosene heater, and yep, yeah, it was just me and the music. And my cousin had just gave me this book called, uh, my cousin man, his name is Leonard Windham. He gave me this book called Book of Secrets from Osho. And it's a book about meditations.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I got into uh, meditation and things of that nature when I was in Topeka, Kansas. So my cousin gave me this book. So it was just me and that book um, and and me and the music and trying to figure this shit out. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm.
1: So okay, you came home. You faced the demons. Yep. How you get to Washington?
0: <laughs> I got to Washington because after, the out, I had a I had a, a a couple of my close friends that I played football with reach out to me. Like Terrence Thomas, he lived in Washington D.C. at the time, uh-huh. and he was the one that really uh, got me on uh, uh, got me on the path of of. Uh, of that I was on of self-discovery because I just got into Scientology too. I was curious about Scientology. So Terrence Thomas called me um, and told me that uh, I could come up to Washington, D.C. because they had a place up there, a Scientology place. So I went up there with Terrence for probably three or four months. Terrence worked at the Pentagon then. Um, he w- we would get up in the morning. He would go to work. I would go over to, uh, to the Church of Scientology and take a couple of classes. I did that for three months. And then I went back um, and I had a friend that was in Atlanta that I played junior ball with. He he invited me to Atlanta. I was gonna do some speed and agility uh, training there in Atlanta. But again, I'm still trying to figure out who the hell I am. So I went from Atlanta back to Florence for about a month. And then I had a friend that lived in Arizona contact me uh, that I played at Carson Newman with. And I went up to Arizona, and then that's when I met a guy named Johnny Bamboo Taylor at a Halloween party. And he found out I was a cowboy, and he told me that his mom, um, well, he told his mom about me, and she lived in Wenatchee, Washington. And she found out, and I was speaking at the time. That was something else that I was doing, too. I was sharpening up my, my speaking uh, career when I was in Arizona. And she found out that I was speaking, and I was just getting started in the business. And she said, "Hey, we have this festival called Apple Blossom, and I'm and I'm pretty sure I can get you a few speaking engagements." And she said, "If I if I do, would you come to Washington?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'll do that." She called me the next day, and she said, "Okay, I got this set up, this set up, this set up," and I'm like, "Damn!" I'm like, "Okay." So I came up here for two weeks, and those first three days, again, they were magical. I met some amazing people. Um, a, a couple guys that helped me get my Super Bowl rings back that I sold. I got my Super Bowl rings back. That's um, good. I started my. I started my, oh, I started my speed and agility business. Um, I met a guy named Kim Anderson who um, became my life coach at the time. So this place is my second home. I was born again here, and 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 I oh, say wow. born again because I got hit by that car in uh, on 12, 11, 15, that really sealed the deal on what we're talking about now. My stance on things. So, what brought me to Washington State was I was in Arizona. I met a wonderful lady. And she invited me here to speak, and the rest is just history. I'm, I'm, I've been a, I've been traveling around a lot, observing families, in different places, and this is the longest place that I've been in my life ever since football was over. Wow, this in, in Washington State.
2: Congratulations on that, man. Sounds like you found some peace there. That's yeah. beautiful. It's a lot to unpackage, though. You said a lot. Shout out to all your your your, uh, your former teammates and those who, you know, after you going through what you went through, they, you know, they reach back out one way or another. Sound like they uh, were influential in you, you know. Real. For getting you where to, to where you are now, so that, that I told you, man. That 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 old yeah. that football, man. It's just like you, a family, yeah, real friends, yeah, man.
3: They yeah, become
1: family, so. shout out to Austin real for friends for doing that, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. So one more thing, and I'm gonna we'll get on out of here. So you started with cannabis, mm-hmm. went to some other things. Mm-hmm. Now you're right back at cannabis. Oh yeah. So now it's you're a, a promoter. Now, right? You're a promoter and everything. And now you're telling about the, the um, the medical side of cannabis. You worked at some cannabis with iHeart.
6: Yes, I, I yeah. heart
1: place. Yeah, think I know all have, that. Have dude. a heart. You have a heart. Yeah. So tell us now what you do with cannabis now, or what yeah. you do on that yeah. day dude. that you're talking about. Yeah,
0: bro. Th- <laughs> see, and, and everything is just, is, uh, it's just, it's meant to be. You know what we call that? That, that, say that again.
1: You know what we call that? What's that?
0: Three sixty. Three
3: sixty.
0: Three sixty. So, yeah. so yeah. my uh, first time smoking cannabis when I'm playing professional football, which was my second time overall. I smoked cannabis one when, uh, when I was in the 11th grade. I went me and, me and my uh, hope got into my first girlfriend got into a fight, and my dad used to smoke cannabis at the time. And I went up into his little stash and I rolled me a joint. That was my first time ever smoking it. I just laughed my butt off. Mm-hmm. And then the next time I smoked cannabis, it was another little disagreement with my girlfriend in college. And I smoked some cannabis with a friend of mine, but I was drinking at that time too. So that was a terrible experience. I mm-hmm. was uh, drinking and we were smoking. So I was sick. But the, my, the, the time that I smoked cannabis in Dallas, I'm riding the car with, Damn, I was about to say some names I wasn't supposed to say. I ran <laughs> in the car with, with a couple of buddies of mine, and they were smoking ever since I was in Dallas. And it just never was me. And so, I'm about to ask my wife for a divorce. And Damn, I'm just saying. Every time I was with cannabis, it, it had something to do with some kind of dispute with a woman. But uh-huh. I'm about to ask my wife for a divorce. And my boy sitting beside me. I was like, man. I was like, give me that joint. And it's like, what? And I was like, yeah, give me that joint. And like, I'm, I was smoking, And then, Probably about you know 15, 20 minutes later after it kicks in, I'm, I jumped into the conversation that they were in, and I and I never kind of jumped into the conversation with them. And then brother looked at me and said, "Damn, Clayton," he said. He said, "Say that again." I said, "Say what?" And I I can't remember exactly what we were talking about at the time, but it was something, Move, Kevin, move, move, move. It was something. It was something really deep. So, why I and I like cannabis was because, it. It, it cleared my mind and allowed me to think and explore my thoughts. So when I go into treatment and they, and I'm telling them, because again, I'm fresh into it and it's like, and I'm sitting in my room after me and I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. These are three reasons why I smoke cannabis. I smoke cannabis because I focus better. The sex was better too. Mm. Because again, when I
3: preach brother,
2: man, I'm, I'll tell you, you, I mean, shit, you sound, yeah. them two good reasons.
0: <laughs> yeah. The the the, the 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 sex was better because it you know it kind of when you just heard things when I was younger that I would be in my mind. But the sex was better. I was eating and my attention was better. I was like, these are the three reasons why I use cancer. So, so I'm excited, I, I write these things down. I am like, I'm gonna go ahead and get us to my therapist and we're gonna take care of some things. But who it went right over the head, bro. I was like, this is the reason why I, I smoke. Um we had to, we had to weigh in every week in Dallas, and if for every pound that you was under or overweight, it was five hundred dollars or two hundred dollars. remember exactly what it was. bruh, I remember I used to put a five pound weight in my jock strap so I could meet the weight because whenever I played sports, whenever I exuded myself, I didn't want to eat. I was the type of dude, and I'm like that now, which I'm finding out is good. I eat breakfast and I'm good for the rest of the day, damn near. Yeah, some
2: people like that, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm just, I'm just good for the rest of the day. But playing professional football, bro, you, 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 can't, you, you can't do that. You got to keep your weight up. And so I used to put a five-pound weight in my jock so I could hit my 185 weight And I was supposed to be hitting. So those are the three reasons why I was messing with cannabis. And so I'm telling these people this. And then check this out, bro. What's the odds of me? Coming to Washington State. Right. Oh. One of the first states that legally mm. met that, that that made cannabis no. legal. And it was already medical. Now I didn't know this before I got here. But the, we were the first state to rec out. And I was like, okay, Clayton, so <laughs> you you obviously supposed to be doing something in this field and getting people to understand this beautiful herb and not take advantage of it, like they've been teach showing us. So Uh, Long story short with that, bruh, it it is medicine. There's not a compound in that plant that our body doesn't produce. Not from THC, CBD, every compound in that plant, our body produces it. So people just need to understand the plant, understand what an indica is, a sativa is. There are some Mm -hmm. that you're going to smoke and you ain't going to want to do nothing. Those are the ones that, for people that are in pain, they have body problems, or if you want to go to sleep. So, it's just all about understanding it, respecting it, but it is medicine. I stand up for it. I'm proud of it. I'm proud to use it. I'm proud to make my own medicine. There's nothing wrong with it. We just need to be taught how to respect it and use it.
2: It's an herb. It was criminalized Uh, in America. We know why. I know why it was
1: criminalized. That's good stuff. Yeah. But wrapping this up, right? Say that again. But uh, wrapping this up, Mm
0: -hmm. okay?
1: If you have one thing, that you wanted to get across to people children that you took from your life what would it be
0: the, the one thing that i want to get across to children and to people is to understand that especially children that the goal in life is to truly find out who you are and you're going to get around people in your life from teachers, maybe your parents, they're gonna help you figure that out. But the, the goal in life, if I for, for the kids, is is this simple thing is learn how to be calm and assertive. Learning how to be calm and assertive and thinking. Calm and assertive, thinking bettering myself and all of us have things that we are doing that that we know doesn't fit in so I don't know if you guys can hear that deal out there but my that my, my my deal is to just <laughs> hey 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 <laughs> hey so yeah my, my thing is just to again to, to get people to understand that there's a there, there's a reason for whatever it is that you're going through and to and as soon as you can understand that the more at peace you're going to be with whatever situation that you're in knowing the control you have over yourself that's it
1: all right that's beautiful hey man i I appreciate it man coming through man and you're welcome to come back anytime you want to yeah
0: hey bro yeah i appreciate you guys and i I definitely look forward to doing this again i know we there's a I know brother mentioned something about, he wanted to ask me something about some of the things that I post. So yeah, man, just, um, I, this this can go long, this story with me, but I would definitely <laughs> love to do this yeah. again, do again, ask any kind of yeah. questions that you guys have. Again, like I said, I'm an open book and I know I post yeah. a lot of questionable things, but uh, one thing I want before I leave, I want people to understand this too. I The, the things that I post, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. There's no, there's not one conspiracy that you're gonna find on my <laughs> Facebook timeline. I have everything that I post. I have diligently done research in it. I've diligently asked whatever we're calling, what, what many call God. I've sat, meditated, and contemplated, and I speak the truth, bro. I, I know I, I, I'm, I might hurt people's feelings or people like, I just need faith, the the Earth's flat. <laughs> I I, I, I. I have diligently done my research and I am the truth, bro. I I am the truth. And I want people to understand that I didn't wake up a year ago or a month ago talking about the things that I'm talking about now. I've been after this for a long time. And uh, one thing, uh, I'm trying to be as quick as I can, coming from South Carolina, like I mentioned to you guys, I wasn't given a voice. I wasn't given the opportunity to be like, to question something with my mom or my dad. And mm-hmm. now that I've opened that gate, right. it is beautiful, bro. Like the questions that the, the, the questions that come to me or the ideas, I used to run them off. Like, uh-huh. oh damn, that was stupid. Don't think oh, about yeah, that. Yeah. Now I still do may have some stupid thoughts or something like that. But man, I have opened the floodgates of being free to think, man. And it's 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 beautiful to, to, <laughs> yeah. to just be able to think, man. We and talk- that's where I'm at. Yeah,
2: that's what's up. We gotta have him back because I know I heard up in there he said he think the earth flat. So yeah. uh, I didn't, I didn't see that. But man, yeah. we got it. We got. I know we got to wrap. So that's just a you know a, a little cliffhanger.
0: For sure, bro. I appreciate you guys, <laughs> man. Oh, man. I
1: appreciate appreciate you. you, man. All right, Thank man. You, man. Hey, yo, I speak to you, man. Peace, man. Hey, appreciate hey, up, it man. Thank you for joining us,
2: bro.
0: Love hey,
1: Loved so every man. bit of I love it, you, man. Loved every
2: bit. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Have man. a good I Appreciate boy. you.
0: Hey, I, y'all finna play that song before we leave, right?
2: Ah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Intro and out slash outro. There go. Yeah, man. Peace and blessings. Oh, yeah.
4: Peace and blessings, bro. Open your ears and listen. Direction for your ambitions. New narrative. This the community coalition. Jumel, Corey, and Dory here for the intervention. We've been letting this slide for too long. He you on know, not No more slipping. Unity in our communities is how we rise up. Empowerment itself. Knowledge as well. Let's wise up. No more fighting as individuals. We municipal. Change the forecast. It's the podcast to listen to. You got a vision. We got a vision. Let's make it visible. Say we got to fight for our rights. Then enlist me All bite, no ball, Real talk, 360 360, baby, real talk That's what's up, man
0: That's what's up Peace, my brothers Peace, 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 peace.